Hello, and welcome to this special edition of the Belmont Journal. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Belmont is now considering the post-closure use of the town's old incinerator site out along uh, Old Concord Road. Today we have with us uh, Glenn Clancy, the director of Belmont's Office of Community Development, to help us understand what it entails to close and reuse that site. Thanks for stopping over, Glenn. My pleasure, Roger. Uh, let's start out with talking about what's there at the incinerator uh, site. What's the residue of having an incinerator site in town? So it's primarily ash. Um, trash was brought to the site. It was incinerated and then placed in the fill. So it's, it's primarily an ash landfill. Um, there is a certain amount of soil that's been placed over that ash um, that, that accumulated over the many years. Um, but the primary concern, the issue that is the environmental issue, is the ash. And is that toxic? Why does it need to be capped? Are those the same question? Yeah, I think so. So it needs to be capped because every time it rains, any time there's any kind of water movement through the soil into the ash layer, eventually that, that precipitation, um, it, it eventually comes out to the brooks and streams that surround the site or gets into the, the groundwater table. Um, and so from an environmental standpoint, the, the, the components of that ash are not uh, consistent with what you'd want to see in water bodies and uh, in, in the environment. And so you're required to cap the site. And what the cap does is it creates a barrier between the source of the, um, the, source of the rainwater, you know, the source of the precipitation. The cap allows the, uh, the water as it uh, permeates through the ground to be intercepted by the cap and then diverted away from the ash into a stormwater system that eventually captures that water. Uh, but the primary purpose of the cap is to keep the water from intermingling with the ash and then ultimately taking whatever uh, bad qualities are in the ash and bringing it into the, the brooks and streams. So I have two questions sure. that come out of that. Uh, I, I gather from what you just said it, uh, that not capping the site is not an option. That's correct, yeah. So uh, MassDEP, Department of Environmental Protection, contacted the town uh, many years ago um, and said, you know, you have a formal landfill site in your town. Um, environmental uh, requirements call for you to cap that site. So we have been working actively to do that. Uh, not capping the site is not an option. And the other thing is that we talk about capping the site but capping the site really is to prevent water from going down into the ash. It's not to prevent the whatever is in the ash from coming up to the surface. That's do, correct. Do I gather that right? Yeah, absolutely, that's correct. So when we say a cap, what what is a cap? Is it plastic? Is it a layer of dirt and rock? A yeah, combination? I, I, I think it's a combination of those things. So you, you have... Um, you know, a, a plastic liner, I guess, for the lack of a better term. Uh, you do have a sand layer and soil layers that uh, together comprise the materials that will ultimately cap this site. Um, you know, the critical piece of this is that plastic liner that covers the, the site because that is what keeps the rain and the water from getting through back into the ash layer. So to try to draw the, uh, the verbal picture, we, we have an ash layer out there we put a cover of, we put a cap over it, a cover over it, uh, the, the rainfalls or the snow or the precipitation yep. and hits that cap and runs off without going into the ash. That's 
what this is all about. That's correct. Uh, do different uses, uh, we don't know what the reuse of the incinerator site will be yet. Right. Do different reuses of the site require different kinds of capping? Did that um, question make sense? It did, yeah. So, yes, I think the answer to that is yes. So understand that whatever post-closure use the town decides on, uh, DEP will be, will be asked to review and approve that post-closure use. So DEP has a role in approving ultimately what the cap will be. The, the materials that we have spoke of previously, DEP ultimately will determine uh, what the appropriate materials are to cap the site. And then if there's any... And can I interrupt? Sure. DEP mean the Defa Department of Environmental Protection. That's right. The state environmental agency. That's right. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. So, so DEP reviews and approves the design of the cap, and then they also have a review and approval um, input into whatever post-closure use is going to occur on top of that cap. So if you're talking about uh, just, just a, a regrading of the site that you're going to leave for open space, that, that post-closure use is going to have less of an impact on the cap Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about the integrity of the cap. So the post-closure use that goes on above the cap, if it's open space and it's just walking paths, obviously the, that's a less intense impact on the cap than, than if you were to build a building, have a parking lot, and have more active uses on the cap. So DEP, uh, part of their review and approval is to make sure that a post-closure use is appropriate for the site and is appropriate for the way that you're capping the site. Now, does a cap... I, that's interesting. I'm learning uh, from you, uh, <laughs> okay. which is a good thing. Uh, is a cap permanent then? It, it, meaning, we don't ha we being the town don't have to go in and recap it every 50 years or every X number uh, of decades. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. My understanding is the cap is permanent. There is, there is, there will be some annual monitoring of the site that is required. Um, my understanding is that. Um, depending on what the post-closure use is, um, you know, you, you cap it once and, and it's capped for eternity. Um, if, you, if you want to do something on the site after it's capped, something that could potentially impact the cap material, you have to go back to DEP and you have to present to them what you're proposing. And so, you know, some people may think, well, you know what, these are difficult decisions to be made here. There's some costs associated with certain proposals that are being discussed. What if we just leave it open space? We'll grade it, we'll keep it open space, and maybe 10 years down the road, the town will be in a, in a better position to do something else on the land. Um, none of that is impossible. It's not a conversation that can't be had. However, if, if a conversation like that is to occur, Department of uh, Environmental Protection has to be part of that conversation because now you're potentially talking about impacting the integrity of the cap that's on that site. Of course, uh, and let me draw on your parallel experience with being uh, head of the building inspectors. It's like putting uh, insulation around your home and then poking uh, or putting right. a new window or something when you're poking holes right. in the insulation. And what this is what I'm projecting maybe or yep. hearing from you, you don't want to have a use that then pokes a hole in the cap because that undoes the whole purpose of the cap. Yeah, so in your analogy, if you think about the purpose of insulation and there's a, there's a certain integrity that it is providing uh, to insulate your building, the cap is providing a similar role uh, in, in insulating the layer of ash from the elements. Yes. Um, if you do something to uh, 
to impact the integrity of that barrier, whether it's insulation or whether it's a cap on your landfill site. Um, you, you, it needs to be addressed. The difference between your house and the landfill site is that we don't have to call DEP to get approval right, to do course. the work on your house. Um, but the town would absolutely have to have that conversation with, uh, with MassDEP. Now, who, let's change directions uh, for a minute. Who, who pays for the cap? Is the town on the hook for paying for the cap or does whatever, whoever puts a development there help pay for that? So let, well, let's take it kind of in steps here. So the town was the primary user of the site. Um, generally from 1959 to 1975, it was an active incinerator site, an active ash landfill site. From 75 to 1995, um, it, was a it functioned as a transfer station. So trash went up there, it was accumulated and then trucked back out again. So it was a transferring of, of the waste. Because the town of Belmont has been the primary user of that site, legally speaking, the town is on the hook to clean it, to, uh, to do the mitigation, to provide the cap. Um, you may recall the issue with the ownership question on the site. Um, this is obviously a major investment for the town to have to cap sure, the site. Sure. And so somewhere along this process, it was determined that the town does not have true ownership of the site. And this goes back historically to, to arrangements with uh, former McLean Hospital property and former state-owned property and a lot of sort of legislative complication that I'm not going to bore you with and they probably w wouldn't be able to explain it adequately anyway. Um, but the bottom line is that the town wanted to be in a position to make use of this site um, after investing so much money to cap it. And so that piece, that hurdle's been clear. The legislature has worked it out so the town of Belmont owns the site now. Um, so owns it but can only use it for municipal yeah, purposes. That, that's right. So there's there's, res, there's restrictions in in the uh, in the deed that require the town to use it only for municipal recreational um, that right. type of uh, that type of use. Let's talk about uh, timing because this has been going on f uh, for a few years, and I I don't want to really it, it, the Belmont Journal is going to have some special segments on the different alternative okay. uh, uh, uses for the site. But let's talk about just the capping. It sure. is, are we working under a time frame? Um, we, we are. We being the town, that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, we are. So there was a respite of about three years where DEP sort of backed off because they recognized there was this question of ownership and they, we were working through the state uh, legislature to resolve that. Um, because all that process has been completed, um, the, the effort to complete the environmental analysis and to ultimately um, get approval from DEP to move ahead with designing the cap, um, that activity is now back on the front burner. Uh, and so if you, if you ask me about timing, um, I would say that, first of all, the post-closure use question has to be answered sooner rather than later because that's going to drive the design of the cap. Um, and so the selectmen have been really great about, about embracing that process and I think they're fairly close to making a decision on that, which is great because uh, it clears the way for us to moving forward with design. There's still some environmental work that's being done on the site and so that's going to take a period of time. If you asked me to give you an estimate of when I thought that site would be capped, I'm going to say probably 2021 is probably the, the, the construction season. That it will um, be done. That the, that the work would be ongoing. It's, gonna, it's probably a 12 to 16 month process. So you, you, you'd probably, if you think about construction year 2021, by the spring of 22, the, cap, the site would be capped. 
Um, the incinerator building that exists on the site right now, our intention is to demolish that building and take care of that piece of it this construction season, 2019. Now, there are existing uses uh, at the site, and again, I don't want to get into the controversies uh, around uh, the other post-closure uses, yep. but there are existing uses there. Uh, uh, will those be affected by the capping, or and will they continue, or will those go away? So part That's of the a term of art, go away. Sure. So <laughs> part of the... Uh, the process all along has been a conversation with Public Works about what they need out of that site because as, you're, as you said, um, they are making use of that site in, in one form or another to do certain things. And so any post-closure use has always, uh, has always been anticipated that it would incorporate some kind of a, a storage bin system or some kind of a, a work area for public works so that they have places to be. If the water department has a water main break, the excavate com that comes out of that hole, the asphalt that comes off the street, there'll be, there'll be recycle bins that will be available to them up at the incinerator site. Um, a, a storm with a particular tree damage, for example, the tree limbs, there'll be areas for them to be able to do that kind of work. Um, you know, the C Street site, that the public works garage on C Street just can't accommodate this type of stuff. Sure. And so it was recognized early on that there needed to be some area at the incinerator site uh, retained to allow them to do that. Um, and that has been part of the process all along. And one last question. Uh, we are going to build a new 7 through 12 school. Mm -hmm. And I have heard that uh, the old incinerator site will be used uh, as a staging area. Is that still in the conversation? With the question behind the question, how, do, how does the capping of the incinerator site and the construction of the new school fit together? Okay, so yes, it's still definitely a conversation that's ongoing. Um, it's a conversation that ultimately we'll have to have with DEP. Um, I think DEP would have two concerns. One, you know, where is the parking activity gonna occur and is it gonna have any kind of an adverse impact on the site as it exists right now? And then their other concern, I think, would be just, you know, is, is this somehow going to hamper the schedule that we're on to cap the site? Um, I think that... Oh, because DEP might say no, because we want it done sooner rather than later. That's correct. That's oh, right. So, you know, I think right now the way it's lining up, um, what I'm told from the building committee is 2020 is really the peak year that they're going to have issues with, um, with parking for, for contractors and, and need for lay down area and that kind of thing. Um, so just from a, purely from a timing point of view, if, if the capping occurs in 21 and we can make the site available in 20, then you know, I think that the, 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 there's some synergy there that for these two projects to kind of coexist. Um, if we get to DEP and we kind of pitch this to them and they, and they say, you know what, we, we really saw you capping this site in 2020, um, then that obviously leads to a different conversation. But yes. right now, we're, we're not at that point. Uh, we're at a point where we're trying to figure out how to accommodate the high school project if we can. That's great. Well, thank you very much uh, uh, for bringing us up to date and informing us just on the issue of capping. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. We've been speaking with Glenn Clancy, who is the director of Belmont's Office of Community Development. And you've been watching a special edition of Belmont Journal Belmont's own program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I will see you again next time.